Hey there guys, welcome back. Wonder if there's anything exciting going on on Modest Touch. Hope that Diaper Donald's New Year is going swimmingly terrible. You know, Schadenfreude. Just something I didn't know anything about. I couldn't understand. Like, why would somebody want... Why would somebody delight in somebody else's downfall? But that's exactly what Diaper Donald teaches us. That's once in a while, once in a great while. Um, once in a great while, somebody comes along and proves to be the exception. So there you go. There you have it. Diaper Don co-defendant who flipped delivers all the goods one hour ago. It's over Diaper Donald. Prosecutors duke it out over Trump over in Diaper Donald's demise in fraud trial. Diaper Don's legal defenses instantly fizzle in his face. Let me rip him to shreds, Jack. Manhattan DA is ready now to tear Diaper Don into pieces if federal trial moves. New Year of Doom. Diaper Don faces total meltdown in New Year. Legal hell is here. Come on out with your hands up, Diaper Donald. Game over, bitch. It's created because nobody wants to represent Donald Trump. <laughs> no legitimate law firm is representing Donald Trump. Let me say it again. No legitimate law firm is representing Donald Trump. And we have hundreds and hundreds <laughs> thousand legitimate law firms you know the the american lawyer ranks law firms every year you know they call it the top 200 the am law 200 the am law 50 the am law 10 i've worked in firms that are in the am law three top three in the in the country top 10 top 50 right these are firms that have a thousand lawyers plus at least 700 lawyers plus to even get into the top 200. I just identified for you a law firm effectively for Donald Trump. That's about 14 people. <laughs> okay. So listen, you know, God love them, but this isn't working. And the reason awesome. for this mismatch is nobody would touch hearts. Donald Trump with a 10 foot pole. We'll continue to track. That was January. Now that I've mapped it out, we got to follow it. We got to analyze it, deep dive it, <laughs> drill down on it. We only do that one place, right here. Midas Touch, YouTube, on hot takes like this one. So free subscribe. No outside investors from Midas Touch Network. Great job. You are the network you've been looking for. And you can help <laughs> by using your thumbs and your fingers, free subscribe. Help them get to 2 million free subscribers. Hot takes. Like them, give me a thumbs up. It helps keep me on the air, keeps these hot takes coming mm, to bro. you on a regular basis. And then we pull uh, Flip delivers all the goods one hour ago. Michael Popak, Legal AF, you know who's going to provide the most damning direct evidence against Donald Trump Michael in his P criminal Pets, prosecution? Maybe, no. Ken no, Chesbro. Ken Chesbro, the felon, former. A lawyer, disgraced attorney for Donald Trump, who's now going around and cooperating with the Michigan Attorney General's office, providing hours and hours of witness testimony under oath that link Donald Trump with with direct evidence into the 
attempt to overthrow our democracy. When I first heard about Ken Chesbro and all of his arguments in Georgia before he took a, a felony plea, I thought, well, maybe this is just the lawyers did a memo and things went awry. No, <laughs> we now have uh, we have proof in the form of the Michigan recordings of his interview that CNN has obtained in two different ways. One I did two weeks ago. I'm going to show you a clip of it here, and I'm going to put them together and synthesize them right here on this hot take and show you not only the role of Ken Jesbro, which is a headline, That's but cheap, Donald Trump's bro. active involvement in the attempt to overthrow democracy, which is at the core of the Georgia prosecution and the one in the District of Columbia. Two sets of tapes, two different events, but I'm going to put them together right here on the Midas Touch Network. First, I'm going to do it front to back, right? I'm going to do what happened now, and then I'm going to talk about what, what we learned two weeks ago and put them together. We know if we put all of the recordings together, here's what we know about Ken Chesbro and Donald Trump by Jeez, extension. Bro, that that the restrained. idea, the idea of using Jan 6th as a battleground to draw a line, to call his followers, to commit insurrection, rebellion, and incitement on Jan 6th particularly was planted in the mind of Donald Trump by Ken Chesbro during a meeting in the White House in December that went awry. We know that because that's what Ken Chesbro has testified to under oath to Michigan, that he was supposed to go to a meeting arranged by Rand, uh, sorry, Reince Priebus, the former um, White House chief of staff, former uh, head of the Republican National Committee, who's from Wisconsin, uh, who set up a basically was supposed to be a drop by photo op at the holiday time in 2020 in the uh, in the White House to meet Donald Trump after Jim Troopas testified to MAGA Congress about Wisconsin. Troopas was one of the lawyers that was handling on the ground the day-to-day -day activities related to these 70 lawsuits that were brought by Donald Trump, all lost, to try to overturn the results of the election, including in Wisconsin. And he was reporting on that in Washington. And it was very clear from instructions given by Reince Priebus to Jim Troopas and to uh, uh, Ken Chesbro that they were not to give any hope <laughs> don't flame the embers of hope inside of Donald Trump about his chances of winning. Troopas got the memo. Chesbro didn't. And he actually pulled Donald Trump aside and told him in private and secretly about Jan 6th. And you could use Jan 6th as the ultimate date, the electoral certification date, to implement as part of his strategy to cling to power. That's where it came from, that kernel of an idea. And now we know what happened with the fake electors, which he was that Ken Chesbro was the architect, architect of, that happened next, which also provides direct proof through Ken Chesbro of the involvement, the leadership of the Trump campaign and Donald Trump in the decision to use the fake elector certificates as a pressure campaign on Mike Pence to overthrow the will of the people. This is at the heart of the case brought by Jack Smith, special counsel, against Donald Trump. This is part of the evidence stream that will be used. First, let me go back to what I did two weeks ago, show you a clip that'll catch you up with what we learned about that fateful meeting in the White House where a uh, clueless Ken Chesbro plants the seed of Jan 6 insurrection in the mind of Donald Trump to the chagrin of Jim Troopas and Reince Priebus, who are pissed off that that's how south that meeting went when it shouldn't have. And then I'm going to come back in the hot take and talk about the new recordings and then put them together for you right here. Let's go to my clip and, uh, and catch you up with the uh, prior audio recordings from two weeks ago. I, I ended up explaining 
that Arizona was still hypothetically possible because the ultra-electrics voted. And I explained the whole logic. I basically summarized a lot of the November 18th memo that is, and I explained that uh, Justice Ginsburg and uh, Professor Lawrence Tribe had both written that January 6th was the real deadline so that because the ultra-electrics had voted, we had more time to win litigation. So it was, I think, clear in a way that maybe it hadn't been before that we had till January 6th to, to win. That got me in trouble afterwards because we had been told before the meeting not to say anything in the meeting that would make him feel uh, better about his chances than before the meeting uh, had started. And that, you know, created a real problem, apparently. This is Michael Popak, Legal AF. You just heard it, breathtaking and breaking news. Ken Chesbro, as you heard on that beginning clip, there are audio recordings of his interview as attempted proffer with the Michigan prosecutors who are prosecuting the fake electors in Michigan and got Ken Chesbro, who is a convicted felon in Georgia and former Donald Trump lawyer, to confess to his role in the fake elector scheme and more importantly, tied directly to Donald Trump. This is now one piece of direct evidence that Donald Trump knew he lost. He was told by the lawyers he hired that he lost and that it was Ken Chesbro, apparently, inadvertently or otherwise, who accidentally toppled America by planting the seed in Donald Trump's mind and giving oxygen to the idea that the last stand for Donald Trump was Jan 6. And boy, did he take that seriously, calling for it to be wild on Jan 6, calling all of his MAGA supporters to go down there, leading to the attack on the Capitol. That came out of the mouth like a, like a cartoon balloon of Ken Chesbro, who went totally off script, or as Ken Chesbro refers to it, it's the photo op that went south quick. Why? Because... That's not the reason they were supposed to be there. And the lawyers, Trupas and Chesbro, were instructed by Reince Priebus, the former chair of the Republican Party, formerly in the White House with Donald Trump. He was a chief of staff at one point. He, they were instructed, don't say or do anything that gives Donald Trump hope that he can overturn the election results. That was on their palm card. That was their marching orders. Did Ken Chesbro stay on script? No, he did not. And that led to a very irate Jim Troopas, who was there with him, a trial lawyer himself, to berate Ken Chesbro, which he admits in a clip I'm going to play next, and Reince Priebus being very upset because of this little whisper conversation where Ken Chesbro told Donald Trump, hey, the real date, Mr. President, is Jan 6th, and we can use this alternate electors, i.e. the fake electors, uh, with some wins and some courthouses, and we can put that together and you can return to the White House. And that's all Donald Trump needed. Right. You tell that to a madman and he runs with it to, to a degree that nobody expected. Even Ken Chesbro didn't expect it. What Ken Chesbro apparently wanted Donald Trump to hear was there is another layer of potential, you know, things we can try. But I'm not sure they'll be successful, but we can try. That's not what Donald Trump heard. What Donald Trump heard, almost like dumb and dumber. So you're saying there is a chance. All I got to do is get MAGA to descend on the on the Capitol, bring their weapons with them. And then we'll take it from there, you know, a, a version of that. So Ken Chesbro, the accidental uh, architect uh, of almost toppling America, just confessed in that clip we just played to uh, having gone completely rogue and off script and getting his fellow lawyer and Reince Priebus completely mad at him. You know, he was supposed to tell him, as Troopas did. Now, let me just explain Troopas for a minute. Jim Troopas, a trial lawyer, had just lost to put this in historical context, timeline context, he had just lost at the Wisconsin Supreme Court 
On one of these, there were you know, 62 lawsuits that Donald Trump and his lawyers tried. Troopas handled many of them, along with Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani, Jenna Ellis and the like. He lost and he was there to report to uh, Trump in a photo op only, you know, like a, a like a, a a step and repeat and a kiss on the cheek, get a photo with the president for Christmas, that kind of thing. He's supposed to report that. And he did that. It was hopeless that the trial strategy wasn't working. Wisconsin Supreme Court was an example of that. The reason Troopas was even in Washington is because uh, Reince Priebus arranged for him to make an appearance before a Senate committee you know, then, you know, uh, sort of, you know, mainly the Republican side of the Senate committee to investigate, you know, the election results as another angle of trying to slow down the certification. But he, he then swung by there and was told, stay on script. Don't give Donald Trump hope. Let him know that he lost. And then Ken Chespro did what he did. So That's so what happens weird. next, we're going to play the next recording is Chespro admits almost sheepishly, you can hear it in his voice, that he's in hot water now with with Troopas who not only emailed him and called him, but basically called him an effing idiot and said, you were not supposed to say that's exactly the opposite of what you were supposed to say. You were supposed to not leave Trump hopeful. It was we were supposed to reinforce that he had lost and you had, you did the exact dumb, wrong thing. Let's play that audio clip of Wait Ken Chesbro talking to the Michigan prosecutors. Right after the meeting, um, Troopas, well, Troopas said that, 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 Reince Priebus was extremely concerned with what I told the president about Arizona and about the real deadline being January 6th, and um, that he was going to do damage control. Reince was going to follow up, and I, 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 I mean, I, I, it was trying to mitigate whatever optimism I guess I created. It's clear that um, troops personally told the president there was zero hope for Wisconsin. As part of this message, I I think crafted to try to get him to concede, to just you know, give up this this, this long shot challenge. Uh, even though we we had a perfectly valid challenge and we ended up doing a petition in the end. So there was a there was a conscious effort to um, deflect him from a sense of any possibility that he could pull out the election. There was a subsequent email address, uh, email a week later where Trubus said that 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 it's extremely important that that the Ryan Spree it's extremely important that there be no no one ever learn what happened in the meeting. And I don't actually know quite but it was probably related to the what I what I told the president about about uh, real deadline and about Arizona and uh, so it, it was it was it was something there was something very sensitive about what happened in the meeting that um, that they was concerned about that had to be kept quiet. Okay. This is the same batch of recordings that we're now getting new reporting uh, concerning. And in those clips, you heard that Ken Chesbro, who sounds pretty hapless in these, in these, like, how did it happen? I don't even know. You know, they always say there's three types of people in, in the world, right? People that make things happen, people that uh, watch things happen, and people that say, what the heck just happened? And and you could you could tell which one it looked like Chesbro is trying to portray himself as. So he, so he's there at that. He's like some sort of perverse Zelig or uh, Forrest Gump. He's always in the background of all of these historic moments, but for the wrong reasons. And now we have new reporting on these new tapes about his involvement 
No, his orchestration for the Trump campaign and Donald Trump of the fake elector scheme. We always heard about the fake electors. There were these certificates. There were these people that met 12, 14, 16 at a time clandestinely in seven battleground states, state houses, or near the state house, or in the back of the state house, in basements of the state house. And they, <laughs> I'm not making this up. And they, um, they, they, they couldn't tell anybody. It was surreptitious. It was clandestine. They took blood oaths to meet in order to sign certificates designed by Ken Chesbro. Now, Ken Chesbro, in the beginning, used to say, well, those certificates weren't the ones I wanted them to use. I had a warning label on mine. This is my artist rendering. I had a warning label on mine that said, only use in case of emergency, like if we win any of these 70 lawsuits to overturn the will of the people, which they did not. Meaning, under his original theory, these certificates should not have been used. But they were. Why? We now know why. We now know how, based on new recordings that have just come out involving uh, Ken, for, for Ken Chesbro. We always wondered, how did they get from these various states to Mike Pence at all? Like, did, were they mailed, FedEx, carrier pigeon, somebody put it under their arm? How did it happen? Now we know, based on the testimony of Ken Chesbro, we now know that Ken Chesbro eventually capitulated to the pressure of Mike Roman, who worked for Donald Trump directly, when Ken Chesbro said, but the certificates don't have my warning label on them. And to which Mike Roman replied about the fake electors, F them, F them. We don't care. We need these certificates. So... The criminality continues. The mens rea criminal mind of Donald Trump continues. But we're not done. So the certificates are used. People sit in some dark, smoke-filled room and put their signature at the bottom of these receipts of history of a coup. The fake certificates. Then what happened? Now we know from the new recordings and the involvement of Mike Roman, the Trump campaign, Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, and Ken Chesbrough. Right. Ken Chesbro is not on the sidelines of this historical coup. He was in it. He was off the sidelines. It's a contact sport. He went in, right? Put me in, coach. The coach being Trump, and Trump's a good in there. And so what Chesbro do? Chesbro had to figure out how to get these things with Mike Roman delivered to Mike Pence. Because what's the point of having fake elector certificates if you're not going to try to cash them in and use them? So they had to get them. Well, I guess they didn't get the memo out properly to the fake electors. You know, they'd never been fake electors before. There's no rule book for it. There's no handbook for it. It's not like you can look at it, go to the library. Hi, I'd like to be a fake elector. Do you have anything that can guide me on this? A handbook, user manual? No. So they all started doing different things. Wisconsin and Michigan mailed theirs, literally put them, trusted them to the United States Postal Service. Right. Priority mail. I don't know. But they were mailed and they got lost in the mail. And then the Trump campaign, Mike Roman and Chesbro got nervous. Where are they? We need them. We need the fake elector certificates that we designed and had them sign. But they're missing from Michigan and Wisconsin. So they came up with another idea that we we hear on the recording, which is let's make fake fake elector certificates. Meaning, let's just get copies of what they signed. Don't they have copies? Right, fake, fake elector certificates. And we'll get them somehow to Donald Trump, uh, to uh, Mike Pence. But how? Ah, we'll use Congress people. That's a great idea. Like we'll use Scott Perry from Pennsylvania, and uh, we'll use the senator from Wisconsin, and we'll we'll use their staff because they're inside the uh, the uh, the Capitol. We'll get it into them. 
and they'll deliver it to Mike Pence. So let's let's widen the conspiracy, I guess is the way I'm putting this, and include elected officials. And so on the recordings that um, that uh, Ken Chesbro had with and the email exchange with Mike Roman, they're going over how do we get him there. And then Ken Chesbro has the brilliant idea. I have an idea. I'm in a hotel near the Capitol. By the way, if I made this into a screenplay, it would, nobody would ever buy the screenplay. All right. This is the gang, thank God, that can't shoot straight because they almost toppled democracy. But, it, but you can see how disorganized they were. They, they make the Watergate burglars look like, you know, the, uh, the, the, 80, the 86 Lakers. I mean, that, you know, it's just they're not good. There's there's no training for this apparently, and even though they they are seem to be relatively bright people, uh, they don't know what they're doing. Thank God. Ken Jesper says I'm in a hotel near the Capitol. Get him to me. I'll put him in the hotel safe, or I'll put him in my the safe in the room. You know the one that everybody puts in their code. You know I'll hold him there, and then I'll get them delivered the next day. Just a timeout for a minute in this hot take. This is the same Ken Chesbro and his lawyer when he pled guilty in Georgia who took the position in all of his legal filings before he pled guilty, that uh, I'm just a lawyer. I wrote a memo. I wrote a legal memo. That's what lawyers do. We did analysis and research. I told them, point blank, you know, you, you got to uh, have one of these lawsuits be successful to overturn the election before you use the alternate electors. But, you know, they didn't take my advice. And that's all. Good night. Okay, that's not all. Ken Chesbro up to his neck in coordinating the logistics around the fake elector certificates from their origin and their birth to their creation to their to their photocopying to make fake fake elector certificates to their delivery system forget about you know Dinesh D'Souza and the 2000 mules fake documentary about phony ballots from China for Biden being shoved into the ballot box forget those mules look at these mules Mike Roman who's indicted in Georgia, who is, should be indicted by Jack Smith in the District of Columbia. He's telling, he's saying, F the fake electors, just get me those certificates, we'll get them into the hands and get them over to Mike Pence, right? They're doing some sort of, you know, like, uh, um, you know, uh, some sort of uh, courier express to try to get it there, some underground railroad of, of ineptitude to get these things delivered to Mike Pence. That's what we're watching. That's what we're hearing. But I, I, I didn't want to lose. The reason I did this hot take is I didn't want to lose the continuity of Ken Chesbro's role as we're getting this more information as the architect of the fake elector scheme, but also this aspect that he's the one that planted the seed in, in Donald Trump's mind, that ember, right? That the bellows of insurrection help flame to keep him in office and use Jan 6 as, you know, as the battle, the battleground. That came from him as well. So he's not blameless and hapless. Ken Chesbro provides direct evidence. It's the Trump campaign which means Donald Trump himself with his liaison, Mark Meadows, that's directing traffic through Mike Roman and the general counsel for the uh, Trump campaign. They're the ones. Once you say Trump campaign, you're into Trump campaign. And this also helps counter the argument that will be raised at the United States Supreme Court that there's some sort of immunity for Donald Trump. How could there be immunity for a first-term, one-term president trying to cling to power to get a second term? That's called, at best, campaigning by illegal means. 
And if it's campaigning, whether you call it a Hatch Act violation under the Constitution or uh, under the statutes, uh, because you can't campaign while you're being paid to do your day job as president, or you call it, how could it possibly be within the province of your of your presidential powers for which you are entitled to immunity from criminal prosecution if all you're doing is campaigning? This is everything I've said on this hot take is about the Trump campaign and Donald Trump as an aspect of the insurrection, as an aspect of the obstruction counts and conspiracies against him. That alone is direct evidence that will be cited by Jack Smith in the briefing up to the U.S. Supreme Court out of Donald Trump's own hands, mouth, and his minions. And so that is what I want to bring across to you here in the hot take, the direct evidence linking Donald Trump to the fake elector scheme, yeah. making it a campaign event, not a presidential event for, for immunity analysis. We'll continue to follow the developments that happen and piece these what appear to be on at, at face value to be disparate pieces of the same puzzle. But we'll put them together and match them up here on the Midas Touch Network, on their YouTube channel. Help them get the 2 million free subscribers and then tune in to Legal AF, the podcast. Yes, it's exactly what you think. It's every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and we do analysis like this. I have a co-anchor, Karen Friedman, Ignifilo on Wednesdays, Ben Micellis on Saturdays, and then hot takes like this all along the way, all along the week and hour by hour. So until my next hot take... Give me a thumbs up. It helps with the ratings. Until my next Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Thanks so much for watching. We're only a few subscribers short of 2 million subs. Please subscribe right now to the Midas Touch YouTube channel for free and help us grow this unapologetically pro-democracy network. Have you ever come across the term when you are aware that, that individuals can earn six because the film the the diaper dying organization tried to suppress you've been trumped to 2024 film journeyman pictures you guys still there still out, hello darlings shout out to kamp student radio at the university paris so no and can't be watching Facebook, Tab Radio, Tab Radio, Tab Radio, on the rides with Tustinson, Tab Radio, Tab Radio, Tab Radio. So it's called You've Been Trumped to 2024 film. Tribal Rip Montrose pictures. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. Believe me. And this will be our last chance to save it. To be lied about 
to be slandered, to be speared so publicly and before your family that you love is very painful. unfair is that you show Molly Forbes. She actually reminds me a little bit of my mother, if you want to know the truth. She looks like a lovely woman. Makes it even more poignant in a way because he says that you remind him of his mother. <laughs> well, well, he hadn't been very good to her then. These are gorgeous, aren't they? They're lovely. They drink a lot of water. He promises the world, but it never happens. Oh, never trust Trump. Everybody needs water. Every living thing needs water. How many floors up from here is your office, Mr. Trump? You... I'm about... Uh... 10, and then I live about 68 floors up. Oh, really? Yes. 68. Which is quite a view, but... Wow. Yeah. Quite a view. <laughs> How's everything in Scotland? Well, we've actually no water at all. There's no water going into the well now. All because of Trump. She's 91-year-old, huh? <laughs> but he wouldn't care about that, because all he cares about is Trump's. Was, Does this uh... bother you, Anthony, that it sticks out so far? You know, normally it's even with the switch. You don't even see it. You could just swap my mic around with Mr. Trump's, because that's got a different clip on it. Is that a different holder? Yeah. Yeah. It's the worst clip I've ever seen. Don. Hey, Don. Would you go to my desk and bring the clips down? I want to show Anthony. Yes. They're right on my desk. Or, or maybe, uh, do, you have, do you have clips for me? Sure. The ones you gave me, do you have a set? Yeah. Or, or do you want to get them off my desk? Okay, just go. I have some good clips for you. Oh, really? I think you'll like. Oh, wow. Are they golden bossed? Well, I've gotten, <laughs> I've gotten tremendous accolades for that course. You know, it's been a great hit. Yeah, well, we look forward to talking about it. What do you think of Donald Trump running as a presidential candidate? I could do America if he's president. There's a big sand hill. I saw it from the front. And, and gliders, they used to run a wee bit and sort of hand glide down, you know, off the top of it. Because it was a huge sand hill. Flat now. The little people, their voices were heard, and we had to address all of those things at great expense. Literally all gone, and I see right to the harbour now, where all the dunes have gone. There's quite a gap. So I think it's ridiculous. Should I button or not Take button? Take it away. Put it back. Button better. Well, I hope it doesn't happen, for America's sake, and for the world. Is this your primary camera for me? This one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
and I do it in honor of my mother. My mother was a great Scot. She was a very proud Scot. She was born in the Hebrides, and she was a tremendous woman, and she loved Scotland in Stornoway. She loved Scotland, and I think she'd be very proud of what I've done. I'll just show you. If he said, I remind him of his mother. And I think she'd be very proud of what I'm doing. He doesn't care for anything or anybody but himself. He is a child, never grown up. We are about five years just buying bottled water, all because of Trump building the road over the spring. Spectacular for me yesterday to be able to walk the final version of the course with my father to say this is what will be etched into this land forever. Close. I was close to my father as well. We had a big family, you know, seven of us. <laughs> that's Lorna, that's me, that's Noreen, that's Sylvia, that's Evelyn, Walter, and Shireen. She's the youngest, he's the oldest. But my mother, well, she stays across here, and that's it. A short time ago from Molly Forbes to say that their water supply isn't working again. So I'm just going to investigate and find out what exactly the situation is. Hi Molly. Is this the is this the Having to take water. Yes. So what's happened? That's from the bottom. Well, I've my I've my grandson just now. This is the flush toilet. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Three years after Trump's workers cut off Molly's water supply, she was still collecting water from a nearby stream. to go to the barn with a paint pot tied with a bit of rope and fill it and then wheel up the barrel with the well going dry all because of Trump. It's a fundamental thing, water. And when you don't have it, it has a knock-on effect psychologically, physically, on your well-being, it's bouncing. Molly explained to me she relied on bottled drinking water when the weather Cut off their water supply.
Molly explained to me she relied on bottled drinking water when the well went dry, which was often. I depend on my son and my relations to give me water. Through in this room. See, there's, there's four, just, just for handiness, you know. We'd never no problem with the water. The drop came in the go. It tested and it was 100% pure water. Have a wash in a basin instead of having a shower and eating. Oh gosh, wish I could have a shower. Probably the cleanest person I ever knew was my mother. Everything had to be immaculate. Donald, your room is messy. I want it cleaned up immediately. And I look at his place and it's a pigsty. Do I regret that? No, I don't regret it. It's a pigsty. And I think the people of Aberdeen should be embarrassed. And I think, frankly, the people of Scotland would be embarrassed. The spring Michael and Molly Forbes rely on for their water is on Donald Trump's land. Are you afraid of failing in bed with your wife? Then let me tell you a little secret. I'm Sarah. ...is on Donald Trump's land. ...would be embarrassed. The spring Michael and Molly Forbes rely on for their water is on Donald Trump's land. Trump's workers broke the pipe connecting the spring to the Forbes as well when building an access road to the new Trump golf course. At the time, Trump's man in charge said he would fix the pipe and... It'll be the best system he's ever had for supplying water to his house. How's that? But the Forbes say in the years that followed, the water either ran dry completely or was contaminated. Andy Whiteman is a member of the Scottish Parliament and Scotland's leading expert on land rights. There's well-established legal framework in Scotland. If the water comes from a source that's on somebody else's land, that other landowner is under a legal obligation and duty to maintain that water supply that goes back literally hundreds of years. Oh, give me a golf club. Don, a golf club. Bring a golf club, a driver. Get the two car preserved. The trouble with Mr. Trump is he seems to have no respect not only for Molly Forbes and his neighbours, but he has no respect for the legal framework. And he's quite content to preside over a situation whereby he is in effect, denying a neighbouring landowner of their legitimate supply of fresh water. He's getting harassment for him. Now, most people, most ordinary people, are not in a position to be able to take on an American billionaire. disturbances about the water and lack of water has an effect on Molly. She gets bronchitis. That's why I'm so slow. Because uh, I just lost all my fusion. <laughs> lost all my strength. Trump Tower. It's great to be in a wonderful city, New York. I am officially running for president of the United States, 
and we are going to make our country great again. This has probably been the most controversial development in Scotland in recent years. Mr. Trump's following out with I put out the radio because I feel that it uh, keeps the fox away. I like it to be talking all the time. The American dream is dead. But if I get elected president, I will bring it back bigger and better and stronger than ever before. And we will make America great again. Thank you. Thank you very much. You can't imagine your mother as being a young girl, you know? It's hard to get into your head, you know? But when you see her as a young girl, you think, God. Yeah, she was a good looking lassie at that time, yeah. yeah. It was a image of my father. I had the same teeth as him. I had two big teeth in the front. They're, they're gone now. <laughs> he was a great singer, and he played the fiddle. He was really musical. So I think I was about 15. This picture, do you remember when you told me when you were a dairy woman working with the cows? Right. Was you about that age then? Well, it was July of the year after I was married. I worked as a land girl during the war, or the Second World War. should uh, come back. Hey we're listening to the film that Trump, I mean, Diaper Org tried to suppress. You've been trumped to 2020 full film. Most of the younger men away from Scotland's farms, leaving the farmers without enough help to produce our vital food supplies. Women left jobs which were not essential. I was a dairy cattle woman. I had 30 dairy cows. And in joining the Scottish Women's Land Army, they have played a great part in helping to make sure of five war harvests. They were very good milkers. The care of animals, particularly for the production of milk, the nation's most vital food, is an all-important job. I think it's how you treat animals that they are happy animals. Ever imagine your life off the pill? You're not alone. I, I Join hear the you, sister. Of women who switched to natural cycles. Took away all my pets. Please, uh, if you want to help me fight to get them back, or and or if you want to leave a tip for all my awesome content, um, it's uh, gofund.me slash 10543a02. Thank you. <laughs> Happy animals. It's hard to look at something as a commodity, 
but if it doesn't have any value, say elephants in Africa, they end up destroying people's crops. We've had the conversation I personally before. hate trophy hunters. Why an elephant? Listen, it's just, it's one of those things. Yeah, rich bucks. There was that article in the paper with the big game hunting and a picture, I think it was Donald like Jr., royals. with the elephant's tail. It's one of those things. It was, it's a 200-year-old tradition back from the old ivory hunters. It meant possession of the ivories. I donate a lot of that food to, you know, the hunters feeding the homeless. I'll take a couple of good cuts that I like. Grab a little breakfast or something, and then we'll go up in 10 minutes. Sound okay? Okay, good. Thank you. Good. Have you been? Yeah, um, fine. Will there be an opportunity to ask questions later, Mr. Trump? Yeah, absolutely. As we're walking around. Sure, great. We'll do that. When I made my first film on the environmental damage caused by Donald Trump's luxury golf course in Scotland, None of the Trumps would speak to me. Real journalists. I want real journalists. Um, they violate the original planning permission, once according to some of the experts. You've had, your, you've had your question. But when my film was shown on television, that suddenly changed. Your documentary got carried by BBC and others, so you become a much more important person in terms of doing an interview. The word was also passed down to Donald Jr., and I took the first opportunity to ask him about his hunting trips. You know, hunters are conservationists at heart as well, and they're the guys that are actually stroking checks. And he told me they cost him a lot of shoes. We're the game rangers and the people who protect them. We always donate shoes and boots and everything like that to allow them, because these are parts of the world where, as sad as it sounds, you know, owning one shoe is a luxury. Two is almost unheard of. All thanks and honor to the land girls. I used to sing to them. Who are doing this magnificent job. Get them, Bonnie with the brush and comb, teased out their tails, made them lovely. Made what lovely? Horses made them lovely. The greatest jobs president that God ever created. I tell you that. He said he would bring lots of jobs hunting. to Scotland. I can't see it people, because there are very, very few people working here for him. There's one security like the that runs around all the time. My house. And I don't know. Took there's very few greenkeepers. There's all these workers. There's, no, there's hardly any. It's all lies. They all seem to be part-time. The clubhouse and that isn't busy, so he hasn't got that many staff. A couple of chefs and oh, maybe 20 or 30 people. Well, that would be about it, I would say. When this project was kicking off, it was all going to be local jobs, local workers. Donald Trump promised 6,000 jobs at his golf resort near Aberdeen, Scotland. But fewer than a hundred are on the payroll. It's hoped mm. that the Even the man who allowed Trump to build on the environmentally protected you coastline admits the <coughs> jobs aren't there. Donald's investments in Aberdeenshire are about one-tenth, maybe less than that, of what he originally promised. He doesn't regard these as lies. He regards these as 
claims which yeah. he wants you to believe in, but they're not true. This is a strange world. This is a strange old world. Last person ever put in the White House is Mr. Donald Trump. Donald Trump was promising to make America great again. And I wondered if Americans would still vote for him if they knew how he had shortchanged the people of Scotland. We need somebody like Donald Trump. So Donald Trump came to Scotland and he wanted to build this luxury golf course off these sand dunes. Molly Forbes, who's uh, now 91 years old, Donald Trump's workers accidentally cut off her water supply when they were building the golf course. And five years on, she's still without a proper, reliable working water supply. Uh, she has to fetch the water in this uh, wheelbarrow, uh, take it into these buckets, and then. Well, I did have water in the well, bucket, so it's safe for washing up with. So this is bucket water from outside. I use this for washing up and for my wash this morning. You should have fixed it yeah, immediately. She shouldn't have to do it What the fuck is your problem, dude? Anybody. Sharon Beckfield is an entrepreneur, and uh, he gets his hands on a lot of things and a very intelligent man. And I uh, just have a, a good wash. You know, like this. Work, you know, work the media, wash myself, have a, a cloth and soap, and uh, wipe it all off, and and uh, then dry myself. And then you give a sponge down, and I have a big basin that I stand in, in the shower, to have a body wash down. <laughs> I changed my vote. To the leader services <laughs> like that now. Now, and if he can do it to her, then I'm quite sure he'll do it to a lot of American people. And this is the man who wants to run your country yeah. from that building behind us. Yeah. Would you still vote for him? Probably not, no. They cut it off accidentally. Well, there's no accident. You either do it or you didn't do it. If it was cut off accidentally, why didn't they go back and reestablish it for her? Yeah. No. no. I can't go with that. It was something intentional because of the fact that she didn't want to sell him the land, so this is a way of getting even with her. There you go. Nailed it. I wanted to get some answers from Donald Trump himself. He was about to hold one of his first big rallies in his campaign to be president in the state of Michigan. Now Mr. Trump is in Birch Run addressing a sold-out crowd in just under an hour now. to all veterans. Like when you look at all the people who are here protesting it, like that's what America looks like. America doesn't look like the 
people who are in there paying money to go see Donald Trump speak. Some coming from as far away as Grand Rapids, West Michigan, or even the Metro Detroit area to get just a glimpse of Donald Trump. What about the media attention? Is there a lot of national reporters that you ask? We'll pan over here. More than 100 media people who checked in here. At this early stage of the campaign, even Trump seemed surprised he was running. When Performance Golf sat down to design the SF1 anti-tank, they didn't decide to build the longest hitting there. driver in the world. They decided. There's someone else. Hello. Shout out to KAMP Student Radio at the University of Arizona. Keep it one tip, that's why I keep travel radio, travel radio, on the resort just to show, travel radio, travel radio. Trouble radio. Surprised he was running. So now let's say it's President Trump. Ladies and gentlemen. No, you just pretend President he was surprised. Then so he wouldn't uh, have to divest himself the emoluments clause. We're going to bring our jobs back. We're going to bring our money back. There was no chance to question the candidate here, but his supporters were only too happy to sing his praises. I thought he did great. I thought he did great. I'm a Democrat, actually. I've never voted for a Republican in my life, but I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. He's going to make America great again. You know, he says the things that we all want to say. He doesn't care about political correctness. He doesn't care about other countries. He cares about the United States. We need to all care about the United States. Trump for president, 2016. And he still hasn't put the water on for a 90-year-old woman in Scotland. If he's going to make my country great again, maybe the water shouldn't be turned back on for him. He's a filmmaker from Scotland who has been doing documentaries about Donald Trump. As the Trump rally draws to a close, Naira Sharif tells me about another water crisis unfolding nearby in the city of Flint. Their water is discolored or it may smell like rotten eggs or sewage. You kept telling us that we can drink this water. So I make the short 20-mile journey from Birch Run to Flint, where I find that anger is boiling over. Flint crisis deepens, furious residents protest against the poisoning of their water supply, and politicians of all kinds descend on the city. Our water system. With the exception of one. Donald Trump, he's been missing in action. He hasn't lifted one finger for the people of Flint. And if he's really as rich as he says he is, he'd pull out his checkbook and write a personal check for $10 million to help the families of Flint recover. 
You know, I shouldn't be commenting on Flint. I mean, I know the governor's got a very difficult time going. Governor Sider, could I just ask you, please, uh, you insist that the water here in Flint is safe to uh, drink, to bathe and shower, and yet independent scientists are saying exactly the opposite. I wonder why the people of Flint should trust you. We've got a lot of information that filtered water has been determined to be safe for people to drink, except for children through six and for pregnant women. Politicians getting richer. The babies getting sicker. Hair loss, skin rashes, anemia, brain damage. Mention these genetics brings me to tears. Are the victims with the symptoms that won't appear to years from now? You know, I shouldn't be commenting on Flint. Back in Scotland, Donald Trump wasn't interested in Molly's water crisis either. Well, we virtually know what they're told. There's no water going into the well now. He's behaved despicably towards Molly. He's behaved extremely badly towards other neighbours, and it's shameful and unforgivable. When I've no water, I've no heating. I've no heating two days. It's got cooler and cooler until it was cold in the bottom. So I just depend on my electric heaters, Everybody will and it's not the same as the radiators. In a week's time. Earlier, I'd been to see the management of Trump's Scottish golf course in a bid to finally understand why Molly Forbes was still without water. Donald Trump Jr. admitted his workers were responsible for shutting her water off. We think it was because one of the trucks, you know, the pipe goes a long way, it rolls over. A clean pipe was knocked. It's a very serious thing if somebody's water um, is not working. We take that seriously. We told them this is what we intend on doing. This is what we intend on building. It's not going to be easy to live here. One of the national scientists. And we also offered them lifetime use charge of water, of put him in charge of water. Well, when you discover that being without water. water, there's no reason to have fucking fluoride in our water. Right. We did what we could to get that restored as quickly as possible. <laughs> I knew for a fact. That just wasn't true. Nothing to try. I'm running out of clothes. The clean... Hi there, welcome back. We were listening to this great documentary on Diaper Donalds in Scotland's trying to destroy everybody's lives. Black hole of a man. Okay. Um. Okay, listen to this. The chickens playing. Turn it up. <laughs> so you got trucks too. documentary okay. 
here's how you can destroy any criminal thug who dares attack you in 10 seconds or less. This works even if he's bigger than you, strong. See, you look after other people here for water, like from Scotland. Trying to scare the shit out of us. Hi, President Obama. How are you? There was people going about with guns on the box, loaded rifles. He's allowed to have a gun out like that? That is insane. I don't think that was right. That should never happen. Mm -hmm. So they're like some religious right through. And then these women, I think, are for abortion and trying to counter their protest. See Donald Trump lying in the road there. Donald Trump is a consummate executive. Trained through a lifetime of executive decision making in the school of hard knocks, makes him supremely qualified to become the chief executive of our nation. How do you feel about his environmental policy? <laughs> right now, I don't think he has an environmental policy. <laughs> of course not. Scotland. That's what Probably working with the. I've heard it all before. It's the same thing over and over again. How great everything is going to be, you know, because okay. Trump's in charge. And it never happened. Never when my eyes opened to Trump. Aye, oh, that's me, I like it. Jesus. I haven't seen anybody wearing anything, but it's plenty stalls. Why the hell do they need that? I was a taxpayer here, I gotta be asking questions. This is Donald Trump before the election. about 18 minutes at Burke Lakefront Airport in Cleveland. So coming down 
his Trump plane, and then he's going to be whisked off from the airport on the Trump helicopter, just moving roughly. From Oklahoma, I grew up in New York, yeah. and, and I would be interested in you telling me what was your experience. Uh, he came to build a golf course yes. next door to me. He ruined all the dunes, sand dunes, protected. Okay. He ruined them all, bulldozed them all flat, and then he built his own manicured crap, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't sell up, so he put his boogies onto me, all his security people, got hassle for months and months and months, he ruined my water, and that's my experience with Donald Trump. Uh, I, I find that from my knowledge of him to be uh, unusual, and uh, when I get to see him and speak to him, ask him about that on your behalf, Michael. Be fine, yes. Because he'll just tell you lies anyway. That's all he does is tell lies. Well, I, that I don't. That I don't know. I know that personally, that's not been my experience. No. And I understand you're telling me that that's yeah. your experience. But what I yeah. what I would what I would like to do on your behalf is to find out what happened. He called me a pig. He called my place a pigsty. I will find a way to, yeah. to speak to him and see what happened there. Yeah. And and I know he'll just tell you lies that anyway. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I know I'm a seeker of truth. NBC Live remaining here on the site of the Republican National Convention. There you have Donald Trump's helicopter. He landed. Original Donald Trump was the last one on my list that I would vote for. However, since he's become the nominee, I've studied up on him. The next Trump supporter, Michael Meats, is controversial pastor Tom Vineyard from Oklahoma City. His church encourages everyone to own guns. I preach that God loves everyone. And is on a hate list for its position on gay rights. Homosexuals account for half the murders in large cities. I was in Zaire, I was yeah. in Congo, and I was in Ivory Coast. I was in three different civil wars. The last eight years have been terrible for the United States of America. You think Trump's going to help us? I think he will. I think he'll make it work. My experience with Donald Trump was... When... Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Cleveland the next president of the United States, Mr. Donald J. Trump! Ronald, when Performance Cop sat down to design the SF-1 anti-slice driver, they didn't decide to build the longest... I'm going to need to go. Thank you. Thank you. He's a real Trump supporter. Um, I said to him, I said, he's scraping the bottom of the barrel now. That was it. <laughs> I've never been aboard a submarine before. I like the sea. My whole family's been to sea. As delegates scramble to catch a glimpse of their new leader, Michael makes an unexpected discovery, an historic Navy vessel that turns out to have a personal meaning. My middle name's named after Uncle George. Whenever I saw the, the submarine, I had to go aboard it because he was on the submarines during the war. It's good, that. I like that. My uncle, he joined the Navy when he was... 15, and then he joined the submarine service on the unbeaten. And he was coming home from a special mission. Went through the Bay of Biscay, and one of our own planes bombed it. And it was lost with all hands. George Dallas Forbes, Tom Eddy, 
when he first came to Scotland, it's a bit like America here. Half of Scotland was for Trump, the other half wasn't. But now you'll find that nothing's happened with what he said. So now about 90% of Scotland hates him. I can see the same thing happening here. <laughs> Good. Very interested to hear what Donald Trump will say. And everyone is asking, what's he going to do? I mean, what are they going to shoot him out of a cannon? Ivanka is going to introduce him, his daughter. Is daughter will be getting a new house tomorrow? Yeah. She's talking to all the people of America. We know how you suffer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. As if she kills her. My father not only has the strength and ability necessary to be our next president, but also the kindness and compassion that will enable him to be the leader that this country needs. My father and our next president, Donald J. I humbly and gratefully accept your nomination for the presidency of the United States. We will be a country of generosity and warmth. And that's the truth, yeah. Well, never heard so much bullshit in all my life. I have joined the political arena so that the powerful can no longer beat up on people who cannot defend themselves. Did you build your house in the middle of the golf course? No, no, our house was there long before he ever heard of the place. Yeah. Try to do a compulsory purchase on this. You know, that means buy it get the government to buy the house for him, you know? He ruined all the dunes, the sand dunes, and built his golf course. And now he's struggling to get golfers. Okay. Well, so it's just an empty course? People don't come and play? More or less, yeah. Because of all the bad press? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually starstruck. Yeah? yeah. No, no. no, it's incredible. <laughs> this is an actual incredible thing. Just sit up to the bully. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, ready? Got it. Thank you. Again, you left me hanging two times. You did not hug. <laughs> don't, don't do hugs. <laughs> no. No, okay, okay, all right. That's a hard no. A hard no. But the real challenge that he had tonight was one of imagination. Can people imagine him in the old Everything that comes out of his mouth is, I'm the greatest. Like Muhammad Ali, you know? That's probably where he got it from. Stole it from, I should say. I'm going to do the greatest thing. I'm going to build the greatest golf course. I'm going to build the greatest God knows what, you know? <laughs> and everybody thinks this is great. It never happens. The blood on our bodies represents the unborn lives lost 
since this crisis began from poison water and the lives that won't be realized because of the damage to our bodies. This area is a crime scene. Republican nomination in hand, Donald Trump finally makes a belated trip to the water crisis in Flint. But things don't go quite according to plan. Just don't want to see him here. Hillary Clinton supported NAFTA. Everything she touched didn't work out. Nothing. Now Hillary Clinton. Mr. Trump, I invited you here to thank us for what we've done. Oh, 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 okay. Not okay. to give a political speech. Okay. Not once since the beginning of this campaign has Trump addressed the crisis. Now that we are less than two months from election day, he is coming to our city to attempt to put in his message, and we won't stand for it. A short visit and out with a wave. And for the most part, here in Flint, a boom. Flint, of course, isn't the only place where I find Trump and water just don't mix. After five years without a safe and reliable water supply, Michael Forbes decides to take matters into his own hands. This means digging up Trump's access road and risking arrest. The street that appeared last Saturday, all day, the whole day. Uh, it's really hard, hard digging. The security people sat there watching me do it. All the time he was there for three days. What Michael finds contradicts what the Trump Organization had been saying for half a decade. We should do what we could to get that restored as quickly as possible. It would be the best system he's ever had for the supply of water to toast. Oh, that's the best system he's ever had for the supply of water to toast. This is the pipe here that I dug up from the well. When I followed it to see where it was blocked, they'd put in this plastic piece here, and then they'd muffled it with big stones, like four-inch stones, and there. Trump's workers had not fully repaired the broken connection between the well and the spring. According to Michael, this left an open pipe that allowed dirty road water to pour into their water supply. Oh my god. That's what we've been drinking. Motherfuckers. Off the road. Oily, sludgy This left like four-inch stones, and there. Trump's workers had not fully repaired the broken connection between the well and the spring. According to Michael, this left an open pipe that allowed dirty road water to pour into their water supply. That's what we've been drinking. Off the road. Oily, sludgy water. For five years. It was sludge, like black. But I don't know what it was. It, it, it looked like sort of oily stuff. Michael cleaned up the tank and he said it was about that of sludge in it. Just wow. the water we were drinking. Wow. After digging up the road, Michael a new section of pipe, finally connecting the spring to the well for the first time in five years. Fucking destroyed the habitat. Water being turned back on, the Michael and Sheila receive a letter from the Trump Organization. We require to be notified by you as to when and what work will be undertaken on our land. Well, that's a very intimidating response. 
So, I mean, that's just another example of the way in which he conducts himself to people who have crossed his path. One woman who crossed Donald Trump's path was Vera Koking. Vera Koking was an elderly widow who lived for decades in her home beside Atlantic City's boardwalk. Her story has an uncanny resemblance to Molly's, but American style. Donald Trump wanted Vera's home so he could put in limousine parking for his casino across the street. In Scotland, Trump wanted rid of several houses. Sarah, I want to get rid of that house. I'm going to create a bit of a stir, but it's not. Who cares? Who cares? You know what? Who cares? He's no time for ordinary people. He's too much concerned about making dollars himself. He doesn't have no heart, that man. The only thing he has is what he's worried about himself. And it's important, I think, to remember they're living not just with the impact of what Trump did to them, but living in the full knowledge that Trump may also be planning things behind their backs. We have dealt with our objectors very retribution. And we will continue to be very strong to anybody that stands in our way. We're up in North Carolina. We're up in many, many polls nationwide. The Los Angeles Times is just up six points. And we're up in... What's that way? It's got chicken stew. Iowa, we're up eight points. Only eight weeks before the presidential election, the Forbes receive an alarming letter from the local government. Surely they wouldn't be so stupid to try again. It's the new master plan for the area. It's obvious on the plan there. It's all in red. My place is not marked off, you know? So they must be claiming this is his Trump's place. It revives memories of the first time Donald Trump tried to force residents out of their homes to build hundreds of millionaire houses. subsequently transpired that he had made those applications uh, and he'd lied. Eminent domain is absolutely necessary. It's a necessity. I feel like we're almost the enemy here with this big gate up and walls around us. It's, I think it's absolutely disgraceful what's happened to us here. I've taken it badly because we've been here 36 years. I think uh, they deserve some compensation from the Trump liquidation. Flesh Trump. Flesh Trump. My paradise sign. It was all flaked with the sun. So I, I rubbed it down. I sandpapered it. Think they have a claim? Very careful to not touch the paradise. So I'm not finished with it. Represent I still them. do <laughs> rub it down with a very fine. Sandpaper, really very fine. To this lovely Scottish people. Sorry, this motherfucker. Fine now. So he says we're all Contaminating like Contaminating your water. land. It's like holy land. What the hell is. Didn't have any pears last year. But I'm quite lucky this year. Like all of a man. Lovely pears. We really depend on water. Of course, everybody does. You just don't know the amount of water you need 
when you haven't got it. We're quiet living folk. We're not like him. You want me to play a fake game? This looks kind of cool. Wish me luck. Okay, so we're going to start off and get three, I guess. I'll get that barrel. I'll get a new AR. Nice. It's actually not bad. Okay, there's two soldiers here. I think it'll give me three. The home of his ancestors. Exclamation point. Their land and water supply, clean water supply, but also I think that they are entitled to punitive damages against the Trump org. Diaper Don's Trump organization, exclamation point. Should liquidate uh, when they liquidate when they the liquidation of as president, I would love to help the Scottish people and neighbors not only recuperate. Recuperate damages and their clean water supply from the liquidation of uh, Diaper Don's Trump organization. Adutes? Yeah. Definitely. They deserve a lot of damages. <clears throat> what do you know? If y'all are still there. Oh yes, hi there, darling. What's up? What you doing, eh? What you doing? Journeyman pictures. That's pretty great. Good job, man. Give Trump's two. Buy a rent. Pretty good shit, man. That's great. Um, earthquake in Japan. 